Welcome to the Bebochet Podcast. I am Kyle Fricetti alongside Brian Campbell and Alex Salvecchio for the second week in a row. We are proving that, guys, the house does not always win when it comes to the sports book and to the better. Uh, amazing week with all three of us. Uh, we could definitely go through the bets from week four of the NFL, but um, we all had winning weeks. Two out of three of us hit our teasers. Two out of three of us hit our best bets. Uh, four and one, four and one, and Alex, you, you went three, one and one, but you were just a few plays away from going five and oh, kind of no. like oh. the. So it's just, you know the ball bounces the other way sometimes, but uh, in retrospect and looking at it from a general standpoint, you really couldn't ask for anything better. And in terms of our actual bets on Sunday, we really did well with that too. So really successful week. Uh, the house does not always win. We're going to get the best of the book. That's why you listen to bet with Chet. That's why you get the, the information here first before you make your wagers. So guys, how are we feeling about week four and looking on to week five? Campbell, we'll start with you. I mean, week four was a delight. Uh, I went four and one on my picks. Uh, I was hoping for that five and oh, five and oh week, but Monday night kind of let me down, uh, just to get started. We'll, the Jets, I mean, as a, as, as a hometown favorite, I mean, it's good to see the Jets putting out that effort, um, getting that comeback win, uh, winning that game straight out. So that that was one win for me, getting them at plus three. Uh, Cowboys, that defense is going to carry them places. Um, Cooper Rush doing everything he can to, uh, you know, keep them alive in this playoff in a playoff race, uh, keeping pace with the Eagles, uh, getting them minus three. That was an easy one. Tennessee, I mean, that was just kind of a fade on Indianapolis. That was definitely the right call. And then best bet, Arizona. I mean, Arizona is one of those teams this year that you just kind of got to sweat it out in the first half with them and then just let them do their thing in the second half and – I mean, that kind of, we saw that with Carolina. We saw that with Vegas. Um, but that was my first best bet I hit this week. So, 4 and 1, best bet hit. Uh, teaser lost the Dolphins on Thursday or yeah, on Thursday night. Um, two were going down. Obviously, didn't help the case there. But it, overall, it was a good week. Got me back up to 10 and 10 overall on the season. So, back to 500. And it's only going up from here. Inside. I agree. <laughs> I agree, Campbell. What a delight this week. Appreciate uh, with all of your games. Uh, <laughs> uh, just you know, you I couldn't have said it any better. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, the Cowboys are the greatest team in the NFL. Uh, Dak Prescott about to get Wally pipped. Feels pretty good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, great, great uh, week on your part. Good, uh, good bets, and you. Uh, you did not hit the teaser. Uh, you talked about the, thir- the Thursday game. Obviously, uh, a lot could have been different in that game if uh, Tua was not uh, thrown out of it early. But uh, we all hit our survivor picks as well. So, uh, Alex, we're going to go to you. Tell us about your week and how you're feeling. Week went good. You know, uh, I pushed Buffalo. Ultimately, I uh, I was on the wrong side of that game. You know, that's how I was feeling because, you know, it was such a big lead for Baltimore early. When that happens, it means my lead, I feel like, was kind of off. So to get the push 
ultimately I felt kind of fortunate, even though if things had gone differently in the fourth, I would have won that bet outright. Um, but look, loved Arizona going in. Arizona won. Loved Oak, uh, Vegas going in. Vegas won. Um, you know, really proud of the weeks we've been having. I think we're all over 500 a few weeks in. And like I said, for me, normally, traditionally, just make it through Halloween and then post-Halloween, you rake. And I know I say that every week, but the <laughs> fact that we're already profiting. Yeah. The fact that we're already profiting well before Halloween <laughs> Um, as we just keep gathering more info and learning more about teams, is um, you know, it's weird. really bodes well for a successful year. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say you were on the wrong side there, Alex. I mean, if Josh Allen doesn't throw a pick six on the first or second series, I, I forget which one it was, but you're talking about a different ball game there. I know that Baltimore may be controversial decision to go for it on fourth down at the end of the game as opposed to going up by three, and may, maybe it's a different ball game than if Baltimore does go f- and kick the field goal then, you know, the Bills either maybe are a little bit more aggressive to, to try to win the game there, or maybe they win 27-23, something like that. So it's just the way that that game played out kind of weird. But I feel, still feel like you're on the right side because if you think about it, they were down 20-3. to three. Uh, They still came back and did cover for many because, you know, at, at a time that line went down to two and a half. That's so, true. That's true. Wednesday hurt me. They're the Wednesday pod. Yeah, exactly. So in, in in your case, it's really just um, it's tough to get the best of the of the number sometimes, especially when we're doing the pot on a on a Wednesday. Your attitude and uh, you know feel for the game could have been completely different going into the oh, weekend. So I mean, one hundred percent. I mean, just to talk, talk about that, like on the podcast last week, uh, I was big on the Saints at the time, getting three and a half. But come Sunday, when the line's two and a half. I put my money on the Vikings. So, like, it's all about watching that line move and getting the best number. Exactly. And usually when the line is fluctuating between, you know, three and a half, two and a half, and if it falls on three, usually those are the tight games that are going to fall on three. You know, so it really comes down to did you get it right when it was at two and a half or three and a half? So, uh, you know, from from that example, Campbell, you definitely were on the right side with, with, with the Vikings there. So, but that game, that game could have gone either way, too. London games are kind of weird. I don't know. I, I try to stay away from the London games. There's too much variance there with the travel. But uh, that might have been the best game of the week uh, with uh, the, the – Double the, doinker. Yeah, double doinker. There's some ping pong at the end. But uh, Minnesota comes away with the win there uh, against an injury-riddled Saints team. So not sure. I kind of had to put Minnesota down in my power rankings a little bit just based on what I thought they were going to be in the beginning of the year. But – Again, London game, travel, uh, that could also, you know, cause a team to be a little bit complacent, maybe a little bit uh, slow coming out the gate. But, um, yeah, so good week on your part, Alex. Winning week, for sure. And um, I went 4-1, and one, didn't hit the best bet for the first week. That's okay. Uh, Niners pull through. They continued to be undefeated against uh, Sean McVay. Is uh, Kyle Shanahan 7-0 and in the regular season? Uh, didn't even need Trent Williams. Just like, I think it was either, I think it was the last week of uh, the regular season last year uh, where the Niners are playing the Rams uh, for playoff positioning. And I don't think the Niners had Trent Williams in that game either. And the Niners still won. So they've, they were proven before to be able to win that game uh, without, you know, one of the best players, if not their best player. And they did it again on the, um, on Monday night. So uh, Niners pull away there. I was with you on Vegas, Alex. Uh, 
desperate teams usually pull through. Uh, Seattle, I mean, man, uh, Gino really is cooking, but I'm trying not to get ahead of myself with the level of competition that they're playing on the defensive side of the ball. But still, you know, 48 points in the NFL on offense is not easy to do. You don't see it very often. So, uh, man, Detroit's defense, pretty bad, huh, guys? Oh, my God. First of all, you score 45 points against Seattle and you lose the game. I mean, yeah. that's that's like that's like a motion for contraction from the league. I mean, yeah. 45 points against Seattle and you lose? Oh, do, yeah. do the Lions win that game if they have Amante Brown? And DeAndre Swift. I mean, what are you going to score? 60? The offense wasn't the problem. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, maybe they do score 60. Uh, maybe, but geez. I mean, that defense couldn't stop. I mean, they might not be able to stop like the Navy football team. You know? they, the Rashad Penny looks like Barry Sanders. Yeah, I mean, that defense is atrocious. So. No, no excuses. I mean, they did not have a lot of injuries on the, de- on the uh, defensive side of the ball. So... Uh, Detroit's defense, very, very shaky. Dan Orlovsky put out the perfect tweet. He said, if if Detroit had a bad defense, they'd be 4-0 right now. That's, <laughs> that's... <laughs> It's so true, man. I mean, they, they, they were getting blown up by Philly. You know, they, they had 38 put on them by Philly. Um, then Washington, I think, put up 26, 27 points, something like that. And for Washington – that's a career. That's a career day. I think that's a season high. Um, and obviously, last week with uh, with Detroit uh, going up going up against Seattle, be interesting to see how Seattle fares against New England with um, a lot of those uh, high scoring games happening in, inside of a dome. Now you have Detroit going on grass outside in a setting they're really not familiar with, and Jared Goff doesn't tend to play well in those environments. So. Maybe if, if you're a totals person, maybe you look a little bit at the under there because maybe that total is going to be a little bit inflated based on what Detroit's been doing offensively in the recent weeks. But we could definitely get to that game uh, within the hour to see if you guys have any uh, any thoughts on that or even uh, – We'll, you know, get, even we'll get to that game. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> what I like to hear. I already know. I already know where he's going. I know where he's going. Uh, but, yeah, so then uh, Washington uh, – they're unbettable for me. They really are. Cause they, they were a system play for me. Uh, Dallas on a short week, Washington coming off a loss in which they did not cover and Washington still lost by double digits. So Washington is unbettable for me. I will not bet them again for the rest of the season. Uh, just a, a, a bad showing. It goes to show you Washington is a pretty good offensive line. And you know, for Dallas to kind of manhandle them up front, uh, part of that's probably Carson Wentz and his decision-making and, pocket presence but uh yeah just can't can't bet on them again it seems like ages ago campbell that we were picking the washington commanders to win the nfc east you remember that <laughs> i know yeah that's uh something i want to Car- forget carson wentz is gonna carson wentz <laughs> he definitely is <laughs> but uh yep and then the teaser pulled through with philly in arizona that looked a little shaky uh for on both sides with philly going down 14 nothing to jacksonville and arizona threw a pick six to start that game so and then uh, Green Bay was a nail biter too. So a lot of a uh, good, uh, you know, nail biting games last week. But the, the games this week don't look as appetizing. Before we get into our uh, picks for Week Five, anything jump out to you game wise? Just quality of game that you're going to be looking forward to? Terrible quality of game this week, right? I mean, is anyone else with me on that? But you know, it, Sunday it, night it, games decent, but yeah, 
But if I mean, you know, if the if way the Jets the, play in Miami is your hope for a good game, we're in trouble. And the way the lines are going, are this week, like a lot of lines are just sitting right at the three and seven this week, which is making it a tough week to uh, kind of bet and for find sure. a good number. That's a good point. A lot of threes and sevens. Yeah, and then you have some of those weird middle ranges, like five, five and a half. Um, so it's definitely not an easy week. Not Nothing jumps out like it did last week, at least uh, for me. But uh, we can kind of just jump right into it. Uh, we're going to go with the man that went four and one, and that was uh, one game away, obviously, from having the first five and oh. I'm bet with Chet. And you know what? I... I said it last week. I loved the Raiders last week, but I couldn't do it because they they were dead to me at the time. And now I'm regretting it. We we <laughs> said that off air. We said this is going to be the week. Yeah, we were just one week too late. The the Raiders did it, but now we can fade them for the rest of the year. No. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so uh, so I'll kick it off, and we'll go right to the game we were mentioning, the Detroit Lions. Um, Detroit's. I mean, Detroit can put up points. That We've seen that. They lead the league in points scored this year. New England coming in, Bailey Zappi. Um, don't really know what we're going to get out of Zappi. I mean, he put up a good, he put up a good fight against the Packers, um, but I think that a lot of that has to do with, you know, Packers didn't know what to expect with him. Um we got about a week to game plan based off that uh, second half of that last game. So I think the Lions are going to be able to come out uh, sitting at a three-point dog right now against New England. So I think the Lions are going to win this game straight up. So if you're going to give me three points as a dog that I believe is going to win the game, like I think that's a short take for me. So I'm going to take the Detroit Lions plus three at my first game. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to – as you were talking there, Campbell, I was trying to look up the last time that Detroit actually won in New England. Um, they haven't played many times since 1971. They've played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, twelve 12 times in the entire history of the NFL with uh, the Patriots leading the series uh, seven to five. But the last time that the Lions won in New England was... At New England, and have they won in New England? Uh, they. <laughs> it was nineteen seventy. It was nineteen seventy one. <laughs> it was uh, thirty four to seven. Uh, yeah, September uh, 26, nineteen seventy one uh, was the last time Detroit won in New England. So this would be pretty uh, pretty historic that uh, we could witness on Sunday. So the game's not might not be as appetizing, but history could be. Uh, on our hands uh, for over 50 years since the Detroit Lions have won in New England. I know Detroit's got a historically bad defense this year, but does New England have that offensive firepower to be able to keep up? That I'm not sure of. For that reason, I think Detroit's the right side on this game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those games you spoke about, about that key number three, so it might come into play a lot with this Total being at around 45 and a half, um, 46, which might be a little inflated. I mean, if you look at New England, they're not exactly, like you said, an offensive powerhouse. And I know Detroit has put up some points over the first month of the season. But 
most of those games were at home, right? I'm trying to think of the away game Detroit had. They played at Minnesota, so that was in a, that was indoors too. So this is the first time they're going to be playing on grass outdoors. Uh, so maybe you get a little bit of a lower score in close game that might favor the dog in this game, right? Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. All right, we'll see. So uh, Detroit plus three for uh, Campbell. Alex, we're going to go to you for your first wager of week five. First wager week five. Um, this is a fade on a team. Uh, I watched every play, obviously, of the Giants' Bears. Bears are really bad. Bears are really, 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 really bad. I know this is a division game. It's a touchdown. Minnesota off the big one off London. So this probably doesn't fit a lot of rubber band theories that I like to do. But I just – I think Chicago's a terrible team, um, you know, Giants ran on them at will when they knew they were going to run on them. Fields is a turnover machine. I can see Minnesota playing really well here. Minnesota is my first bet of the week. Uh, looks like I'm laying seven. Seven across the board. Yeah, that was one of those lines that kind of caught my eye. I was wondering why, you know, it hasn't it hasn't moved off of seven all week. Is uh, I don't know if you guys have seen anything, but it looks like it's been sitting at seven uh, with Minnesota coming off of the London game and then Chicago like you spoke about, coming off that uh, road loss at New York. Yeah, Justin Fields, uh, he slung it around, and he hit that over prop in passing yards, but uh, it was set at like 146 yards. So you would you would hope he would hit that, which he did, but he still sucks. Uh, so uh, divisional game there, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Minnesota's run defense, a little leaky. We'll see if Chicago actually commits to the run, takes the pressure off the fields because – I don't think Fields could pass you to a win. I don't know if he's ever going to be able to do something like that in his career unless he gets the right coaching staff around him. But um, Alex Lane, the seven there uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. Any thoughts on that, Campbell? So I'm always one to fade Justin Fields. You guys know how I feel about Justin Fields, the worst quarterback in the league. Um, but to me, like it's weird that both – the Vikings and the Saints are playing this week. Usually, after the London game, after the London game, teams will have their bye week. So the fact that both teams are coming from London and uh, playing immediately is kind of interesting to see how they're going to be able to recuperate. Uh, you know, that's that's a, a lot of. That's a lot of travel coming, a lot of time lost. So it's, they're pretty much like playing on a shortened week, right? Oh, Cam- Campbell's been listening to a one Steve Fezzik. I could, I could hear. Is that true? Uh, I. <laughs> he said the exact. That's that's how you know you're turning into a sharp because Steve Fezzik said the exact same thing with the uh, with the elected decision of both teams to not have a buy after the London game. So, like you said, it's a short week, a lot extended travel. Yeah. I didn't even realize, it was, like, teams were able to elect that. Like, I'm No teams do that anymore. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, because, like, that travel, like, hits you. Like, it's a... Yeah. Well, the, the-, the theory of why, like- I was watching some... The theory of why is because, you know, it's a six- or seven-hour flight. So, you know... Yeah. Yeah, if you were to go play at LA and go back, you wouldn't have a bye week the next week. You don't have it's not like a bowl game anymore where you go have to go on a Tuesday and stay for five days doing 
nonsense pressers. I don't think the Giants are even leaving until Friday or Saturday. Okay. So it's just not what it was. So I figure, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's basically just a West Coast trip. Players hate it, but players also hate early buys more than anything. So I think that's the theory behind it. Yeah, but it's also like a six-hour time difference. Like, I mean, I, I did that trip this summer to Ireland. Like, it took yeah. about a day or two just to get your body back on kind of a sleep schedule. Right. Um, yeah. Normal time. Maybe they did him a little bit of a favor by having them both play at home this week. Maybe that helps them to kind of get them back in their environment because uh, next week uh, Minnesota does go on the road to Miami in a you know which should be a tough tough game, and then uh, the Saints are at home again against the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, we'll see how uh, Chicago and Minnesota fares. Maybe Minnesota comes out a little bit sloppy in the beginning, just with the with the travel and the you know out of whack schedule. But maybe they settle in the second half. I, I mean that that's the only reason I stayed away from this game. Otherwise, I would be hundred uh, percent fading Justin Fields also on this game. So yeah, no, for sure. All right, so let's go to my first one. We we spoke about we're on the topic of the London game from last week, so I'm going to go to the other team that played in London last week. I'm going to go to uh, the Seattle Seahawks at the, the uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, looks like uh, consensus, it's about five and a half right now. Saints favorite, total 46. Uh, Seattle just really, really uh, had a really maximal effort against Detroit, putting up all those points that we spoke about. Uh, Seattle's defense is complete trash. I mean, if you look at Geno cooking over the course of the month of the season, uh, Denver's defense, pretty, pretty solid, but they've shown kind of some deficiencies as well. If you look at their game against Vegas last week, uh, but Gino has been cooking against some pretty subpar defenses. So this is going to be a step up in class for him, uh, going up against the saints defense. That's still pretty solid. So I, I, I like the saints in this spot, even though they are coming off of the, the London game, they're going to come back home. Um, Seattle second straight road game, and they they had just had a road big road win, so now they have to go on the road again. Um, it's a pretty significant a significant amount of travel to go down to New Orleans, so I think the Saints get the job done here. I don't really care who's at quarterback. I don't see much of a drop off between Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. I think with the level of uh, defense that the Saints do have, maybe Dalton is better suited for them right now with the lack of turnovers as opposed to, to Jameis Winston that might've cost them a few games against Carolina and the bucks. So I'm not afraid to lay this number with the saints here. I think this is the game where they kind of get back on track. And I think Seattle's a little bit overvalued right now based on their inflated offensive stats against, you know, subpar teams like uh, Detroit and, you know, they played Atlanta's defense the week before that um, Denver, they had in a really, really good spot for them. I'm trying to think of the other win or uh, the loss. They played the Niners and they only put up seven points. So they, uh, just I think it's generally just a step up in defensive class uh, for the Seahawks. So I think Geno's going to struggle here. So I think the Saints will just get just do enough on offense to win. They probably win this game by a touchdown, maybe seven to ten points, something like that. So I'll take uh, the Saints uh, minus five and a half. Any thoughts? Yeah, uh, I will go to my second bet. And we Ooh. are going into our classic head-to-head. Oh, my. again. <laughs> Every I'm week. Taking, I'm taking Seattle plus five and a half. Uh, you know, people wrote off Geno Smith, but he didn't write back. Guy's leading the league in completion percentage. Um, again, I'm fading, I'm fading the London travel. I think it's a bigger deal than 
people are giving credit for. Uh, I think Seattle's going to be able to keep this game close, if not win it straight up, uh, at least cover the five and a half. I think if at worst they lose by a field goal. So, yeah, Seattle Seahawks plus five and a half is my bet number two. What was uh, – and Alex, we can get to you after this if you have any thoughts on that game, but what, what was Seattle's uh, season win total projection? Was it six? Was it five? Five and a Whoa, half, something like I that? I think it was six because six kind of is the new five with the 17th game. Right. So you're telling me about a month into the season, Seattle's pretty much halfway there to their season win total already. If, if, they, if they pull off this upset, that would be pretty remarkable. I know there was some sharp money coming in. And take that for what it's worth. The Sharps aren't always right. But I you know, did like Seattle on the over win total there. So a lot of it probably has to do with their strength of schedule. You know, they didn't think Atlanta was going to be very good. They did lose that game. But um, they probably won a game in Detroit that, you know, maybe they shouldn't have won. They thought Detroit would be a little bit better than they have been. Uh, yeah. So they could hit this number within the next month of the season. Who knows? Yeah. And, I, I mean, I know you I know you don't see much of a difference. But, I, I mean, I'm, I'm writing on the fact you got – Winston not practicing, Michael Thomas not practicing. So there's still going to be a lot of weapons New Orleans is going to be lacking here. So uh, all that plays kind of key into why I'm going to Seattle on this one. Okay. So we got uh, head-to-head for the third week in a row, I think it is. Yep. (laughs) And and disclaimer, uh, folks, we do not discuss our picks prior to the podcast. So this is just strictly by chance. Uh, but it makes for a little uh, friendly competition, so it makes it makes it pretty fun. Alex, do you have any thoughts on uh, the Saints and the and the um, who are they playing? <laughs> I I I hate Seattle. Like I, I you watched Detroit Seattle last week, you just think, oh, these are two of the worst teams. Uh, so if you know, if I was leaning one way, I'd say New Orleans. But you know, it, it feels like every Saturday morning you wake up and some other important player is not playing for New Orleans. They're just bit by the injury bug this year. Um, so I, I'd probably lean New Orleans, but it's a it's a no play for me. Yeah, I think if they get Kamara back, I think that would be pretty big uh, with Seattle being uh, a little bit shaky with their run defense, just kind of looking at uh, DVOA. They're 19th in rush, uh, in rush DVOA defense and 32nd in pass DVOA. So – Seattle's defense uh, definitely can be had, as you saw last week with Detroit, with a, a bunch of backups in there. Uh, you know, with, with the Detroit Lions missing their top two offensive players, and they still put up a 40-burger. So I think, um, you know, the Saints aren't going to be really at full force, but Detroit wasn't at full force last week, and they still put up 40-plus. So uh, give, give me the Saints at home there. And uh, does anybody else have anything to say about this? <laughs> <laughs> all right uh with that being said we'll do it snake style so i'll i'll go to my second pick of week five and we are gonna go to the dog pound we're gonna go to the la chargers at the cleveland browns uh it was at three and i wish we would have done this pod last night because uh that's obviously a key number and the line did not move in my favor, but it's pretty much two, two and a half across the board. Um, so I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns plus two and a half. I feel like this is a really good spot for them. Uh, the Chargers beat up on a depleted Texans team. Uh, we know how bad Houston is uh, analytically, statistically, and just what you see on the field on a weekly basis. 
Chargers, I think there's like a false perception of, oh, they're back. You know, they, they, you know, they put up a ton of points again and they're going to write the ship. I think there's going to be a tough spot for them. Second straight road game after getting a win. Browns coming back home after a game that a tough loss to Atlanta and Atlanta has been scrappy. Um, and Cleveland was obviously shorthanded last week on defense with them not having Miles Garrett and, and uh, G Davy and Clowney. Yeah. So like top, top two pass rushers out uh, and Atlanta took advantage of that and they ran the ball all over them. So I think there's a nice bounce back spot for the Browns. Give me them at home as a home dog. I think honestly, this game should be closer to a pick. I'm surprised that it was at three. I already grabbed him at three and I already bet it. So um, I'm going to take the Browns to win this game straight up. I probably won't even need the points. Uh, Cleveland plus two and a half. Yeah. I am kind of starting to fade on the Chargers. They just are not looking like the team that they should be. Um, But at the same time, I'm not big on Cleveland either, so this is a game that uh, I did not want to touch one way or the other. Yeah. Alex, what do you think? I mean, you know, I hope people listen to the preseason pod when I told everyone to fade the Chargers because they haven't done anything (laughs) to warrant being (laughs) such a favorable team. But, um, yeah, look, what's Garrett doing? He's gonna play. I mean, they. I mean, that's uh, such a boost. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. Then, even though they, you know, that's a yeah. big thing. Uh, Just to get yeah, one I mean, of those pass rushers back, you know, when you have yeah, cluster I mean, injuries what, like that. Cleveland, Cleveland plays football the right way. They don't always come out the best side of it. I think they're gonna be deadly if Deshaun Watson is good because they're doing everything, and all they need is a dynamic playmaker in the quarterback position, and he's coming. That could be a fun December. Um, I like. I, I definitely lean Cleveland. They're not one of my five, um, only because you know the late in games they're just kind of finding ways to sort of throw up on themselves. Almost like the Jets game still kind of lingers in my head, and uh, you know, so you know, I just don't really trust that they're not going to turn it over in a bad spot. But I definitely, definitely would lean Cleveland here, just based whether it's system, talent, or um, you know, home team having a good game. So I'm with I you. Yeah, I think a key matchup in this game, obviously, we know the Chargers are banged up, right? We know Bosa's going to be out. Uh, they put him on IR, the short-term IR. We know they lost Rashawn Slater, uh, huge loss there at left tackle. So if you're looking at matchups, you know, you're looking at Miles Garrett or Clowney going up against, you know, um, backup left tackle. That could be a big, big uh, mismatch for the Chargers in terms of their offensive production um, in a tough place to play uh, with the team coming off a loss. And I think Cleveland – I think Cleveland's going to be in contention for this division. I'm not going to write them off just yet, especially you talked about Watson. We don't know how he's going to be. Uh, he had a few plays in the preseason. We don't know how he's going to play when he gets back. But I think their defense and their offensive line, their running game, is going to keep them in contention for that division when he gets back. They'll be in the conversation. I think I'm not sold on Baltimore, honestly, and I'm definitely not sold on Cincinnati. So I think the winner of that Sunday night game is going to be the team that kind of battles with Cleveland. Um, Because obviously I think, you know, we could safely rule Pittsburgh out to win this division uh, for this year. Uh, Rebuild mode for sure. All right. So uh, that's my second pick. We're going to go back to Alex now for his second pick. My second pick. So everyone needs to buckle up. There's a lot of big favorites today. Okay. Can we all admit that? Yes. A lot of big favorites, okay? The one one thing that I'm not afraid of is to bet a big favorite. 
All right. Now listen. I know there's a line here. Yep. There's a line here that's screaming at you. It's saying, "Don't bet this game. They can't cover. They barely won last week. What if Harbaugh kicks a field goal? Forget it. What a mistake, folks. I've said it before, and this has never let me down. If Vegas creates a scenario where they really don't want you to bet on a certain team, what should you do, folks? Bet on that team. I am going Buffalo. I'm laying a full two touchdowns to an NFL oh. team. I'm going the Bills, laying the 14. Um, look, Pittsburgh lost at home to the Jets last week. I know the Jets are a little bit improved. Um, they ain't that improved, though. This is a big step up in class of talent. They're going on the road to Buffalo. Buffalo, I think they might have seen their in-season mortality flash before their eyes last week at 21-3. to 3. Like, the things that they want to be, they almost lost, and they held on to it. And now I could just see a spot where they just start mowing through teams. Pittsburgh's made to order for that. They can't really score. They definitely can slow Buffalo down, but without a full slate defensively, they're not going to stop Buffalo. Um, I just think this is one of those games that people are going to stop paying attention to at 345 in the afternoon. And it's just, oh, yeah, that game was 34-13 or whatever it winds up being. Take Buffalo. Lay the full 14. Be not afraid, people. Follow me. Double digit is back. He's back. Um, back. Last time the Steelers were this big of a dog. Anybody guess the year and the game? I, 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 I got to be the Tommy Maddox season, nope. right? I mean, no. you got to go to 02. I, no. I, I know okay. the answer to this. I heard All right, it let's hear it. Campbell's got uh, it. What is it? It, it was like 1969. 69? 69 or 70 was the last time. It was so, sometime right around then. No, it oh. was – um. It was um, the 95 Super Bowl against the Cowboys. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It was the – oh, man, the quarterback. uh, It wasn't Maddox. Who was the quarterback that threw the uh, two interceptions to Larry Brown on the sideline? I can't believe his name is escaping me right now. Uh, That was Bill Cowers, uh, not his rookie season, but I think the second year as head coach. I'm trying to remember his – oh, my goodness. What is that quarterback's name? Okay, so – it says that Ter- last time they were Terry four- Bradshaw. Yeah. <laughs> Bradshaw. <laughs> it says here last time they were a fourteen-point underdog was before the seven nineteen seventy AFL NFL merger. They were thirteen and a half to Dallas in that Super Bowl. What? Oh, so it was that one? I thought it was the ninety-five game. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's going way back now. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, something's got to give, right? I mean, uh, do you have any feel for this game, Campbell? Do you think the Steelers have any shot to cover this number? I do. I I do think the Steelers have a shot to cover this number. Something something just has seemed off, like, with the Bills' offense, in my opinion, in the last couple of weeks. It's it's weird because, like, they've been putting up numbers, but it still feels like they've been underproductive. And I think Pittsburgh – Pittsburgh is a scrappy team. Like they're a team that is going to keep things close. I think. I think Kenny Pickett is going to be able to make some plays on that offense. He'll improve that offense a little more than what Trubisky had. I mean, he might turn the ball over a little more too, but I think that he'll be able to make some plays as well. So I think they'll be able to keep that one within the fourteen. Yeah. I whenever I see a, a line this big and I. I see Buffalo laying it. I have nightmares about that game against Jacksonville last year. 
Um, when Jacksonville beat him straight up, beat him straight up. It was like nine to six or something like that. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but there've been a few times where Buffalo has been like a double digit favorite. I think they played the jets as a double digit favorite last year and they barely covered. It was like really, really close. Um, so historically, at least with Josh Allen at quarterback, they have, they have not done very well um, covering his double-digit favorites. So I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is we don't know what we're going to get with Pickett. And they, they put him in the game They put him in the game halfway, uh, which might have been a little bit premature. I don't know what you guys think about that. But Here's what I get, think, and I don't mean yeah. to insult the Jets. But when the game is on the line, the Steelers defense couldn't stop the Jets. What's going to happen when it's Josh Allen? And the Steelers were at home last week. That, to me, is like a break-your-back-of-an-organization-type loss last week where they're like, oh, we're going to be horrible this year. And now it's coming into this game. And, again, I think the Bills saw their football life flash before their eyes at 20-3 to last week. They got through it. And now they got a made-to-order team with a rookie QB who may, probably shouldn't have been drafted in the first round anyway. This is going to be this is going to be a very good coming out party again for the Bills. It'll be the, I think this will be the first I mean, time since week one that people go, oh, no, the Bills are really good. You could tell that it was a break your back loss because everything Tommy wanted to do was to give uh, Pickett a year under his belt to get acclimated to the system. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah. Yep. And the fact that they went to him and now are going to stick with him, like you could tell, like now. All right, this season is now a rebuilding season, and I, yeah. we're and players we're not, know that. Yeah, so yeah, like so, you like that alone just proves that it was a break your back loss. Yeah. Good not to, to they, just, they owe the that. Not just kind of playing devil's advocate here, but I'm going to play devil's advocate. Uh, if you believe, if you believe in uh, sandwich games, you know, obviously Buffalo comes off the big win against Baltimore last week. Play the Jets this week. Who does uh, Buffalo have on deck next week? Uh, they just play at Kansas City. You know, that's a little bit of a big game. I would say that that might have some playoff uh, seating positions. <laughs> but um, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not a big believer would, in, in sandwich I, games like that. I would agree with that if they played well last week or if they were just kind of cruising because then you could see that. But, mm-hmm. you know, they had their worst moment of the year two weeks ago. And again, at twenty to three last week, I mean, you could hear it from where I was. People were saying, "Oh, I mean, not only are the Bills not a one t- a one C type team or a team that could compete with the Chiefs, it's oh, like are they going to make the playoffs and to get through that moment and come out the other side of it?" I know it's early, and then you just have a really bad team waiting for you at home, a great home atmosphere. Yeah, I, I really like the Bills to have a great effort this week. And when Buffalo gets on you, man, like they. They stay on you. They oh, don't. They fun. They fun run better than anybody in the league. Yeah, they don't take their their you know pedal off the gas. So I definitely I'm, I think you definitely have that going for you in terms of you know putting up points and kind of keeping the pedal on the metal. They're not going to be resting starters in the third quarter or anything like that. So um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll give you give you fourteen there. So we're going to go back to uh, Campbell for your third pick. All right, uh, for my third pick, I'm going to go. To Thursday night football, um, I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts getting three oh. and a half against the Denver Broncos. I think last week was a good spot to fade the Colts against the Titans, but the Broncos to me are not a team that 
I think, needs to be feared. I think the Colts are going to have a bounce-back win. I think it's a good spot to play that bounce-back. And Dangerous is no longer a threat to me. (laughs) I mean, I I said at the start of the year that Denver would be fourth out of four in that division. So it's not surprising to me that they are struggling like this. And I still think the Colts... Uh, to me, I still think the Colts can be that playoff team. And in order to be that playoff team, this is one of the games that they're going to have to get a win here. So um, the fact that I'm also getting the hook at three and a half uh, is a big deal to me. So, yeah, uh, give me the Colts plus three and a half tomorrow night. All right. Alex, what do you think? You know, it's just, it's a stay away from me all the way because, you know, do you want to bet on either of these two teams right now? I mean, the Colts, that line looks super washed, as bad as Russ has looked. Lions look just as bad. Both teams just lost their starting running backs. I think Taylor's a little bit more important to the Colts than Williams is to the Broncos. Yep. Um, they are traveling on a short week. Um, you know, Broncos off a bad loss too, right? Like they just – that's right, right? Yeah, Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Vegas. So that was just a tough division loss. They just come through. Who do you trust to bounce back more? Truth is, I don't trust either of them. Um, but I think that uh, I don't have a lean, but it, it was just a clear, like, you want to bet on Matt Lyon in this game? Like, you want to bet on Matt Lyon on a short week without Jonathan Taylor? And, like, the whole team is designed to run the ball. And, you know, Hines isn't it. He's a completely different style of back. He's, he's not a ground and pounder. I, I just stay away from the game entirely. I, I, I hate both teams. Um, you know, the Titans push them around. Like, the question is, where are the Titans now? But the Titans really shoved on the Colts for most of that game last week. So, I stay away from that one just because, you know, you don't, you don't want to have a lot of your financial might in bad teams, and I feel like both of these teams can't be trusted right now. Yeah, that was a nice uh, little revenge spot for Derrick Henry last week. I, th- I believe that's where he had his foot injury last year uh, playing the Colts, and he came back and really had a good game. So uh, happy for him. He's one of my, one of my uh, more favorable players in the league. But, yeah, I'm with you, Alex. Uh, these two teams, just their bottom five and points scored, uh, points per game. Uh, so I'm not expecting a big shootout or anything like that. And you mentioned the short week for these teams. Uh, Matt Ryan on a short week. Not just Matt Ryan on a short week, but an old Matt Ryan on a short <laughs> week. I think about Tom Brady, that one that one time that he played on Thursday. I think he played – I think it was Chicago. That was the game where he forgot it was on fourth down. Remember that? Yes. You, I think it was 2020 or something like that. Yes. I feel like you don't want to bet on old quarterbacks on a short week, even though they know the process, they're used to it, uh, especially going on the road. Uh, this, this is an easy pass for me. Uh, so I really don't have any any opinion on this game. But I guess, you know, when it comes to thir- these Thursday games, the, there is a big, you know, uh, advantage to the home team, especially in a place like Denver. But I just don't don't have a feel, but I could see I, I see Denver kind of going more to three and two as opposed to Indy winning their second game of the year. I think Indy has some serious problems, and I think their head coach, even though he's a good coach, I think he's going to be in the hot seat by the end of the year. So um, we shall see. So is it? Uh, it's my turn. Either one of you. Okay. Yeah, I'll go to me because I did one. I did two I, picks. I, yeah, right? I went. I went Buffalo, and then Campbell gave his. So I think it's your pick now. 
Okay, yeah, now I double dip. All right, so I'll do uh, my two plays oh, for the best you, bet. You both need to do your third. Like Alex oh. hasn't done his third yet either. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll do mine, you, and then we'll go yeah, back you do to your you, Alex. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Okay, uh, so I'm going to go. So I did the Saints and the Browns. Uh, I was kind of debating between this one. This one's tough, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the seven with Jacksonville. Uh, it's it's not just a fade on a bad team like Houston, who is almost dead last in every metric that you measure when it comes to you know handicapping these games. But uh, I like what I saw from Jacksonville last week in a loss. They were in a really tough spot. They were coming coming off a blowout win on the road against a Chargers team that was you know depleted with injuries, but still thirty eight points against you know Justin Herbert on the road is impressive, especially in that travel spot. And then they had to go on the road again to Philadelphia, and they were up 14 nothing. And then they, you know, they turned the ball over. I think, um, did Trevor Lawrence throw, like, five picks in that game where he turned the ball over five times? Fumbles. He, he Fumb- was big on the fumbles. Yeah, five turnovers from Lawrence, and they still lost the game by eight points, I think it was. They still had an opportunity to tie it up. So I think Jacksonville is a good team. And I think good teams like this, after – a loss on the road. They come back home. I think they're going to bounce back here against a divisional opponent like Houston. I think this is kind of a good spot for Jacksonville coming off a loss to kind of show, hey, this is our division. Like, yeah, we had a little bit of a clunker there in Philadelphia, but there's no shame in losing to the Eagles, the only undefeated team left in the league. So I, I'm going to lay the seven here uh, with Jacksonville. I think they win this game pretty handedly. A little bit of a, a, a revenge factor, too, last year. I uh, I think uh, Jacksonville was a six-point home favorite to the Texans. I think I remember betting that game with you, Campbell, on the pod, and I went with Jacksonville, you went with Houston, and Houston won that game outright. So I feel like uh, this might be a little bit of a good uh, revenge factor for Jacksonville to, to kind of put it to the Texans here. Um, so, yeah, I'll lay the seven with Jacksonville. What do you guys think? For me, it's always hard to lay a whole touchdown with the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I do think that they are a decent team this year. I think they are probably one of the most improved teams from last year to this year. I think that Houston still is a bottom dweller. And I can see the Jacksonville Jaguars putting it on them. So I think you're on the right side of this one. But I don't have a play on it. Okay. Alex? I I lean your direction. The only reason... I stayed away because there's just enough red flags for me. Like, a red flag is division game. Red, you know, these two teams know each other really well. Um, I don't know. When's the last time Jacksonville's been laying seven? Man, that's got to be four years. So. It's been a while. You know, 2018. Yeah, their first time, you know, being a big favorite in a game like this. Houston probably sees, you know, they're not going to win many games. They're going to they're gonna show up for the Jacksonville one. There's probably things they've got circled. Houston gives you a good effort, too. Like, they'll backdoor cover you in this game. Like, that's not impossible. You know, they play hard through the whistle. So, those are the red flags. But I agree. Jacksonville's a much better team. They're better coach, better uh, talent. Um, and I, I agree with you that last week they certainly played hard and they hung with the Eagles for the first half there. But the division aspect of it and just that Houston just, you know, they don't give up. Like, they, you know, you – I've taken Houston plus 10 a couple times this year. I think I've won it both times just because in the fourth quarter, they're still tying and Cooks winds up getting open on somebody. So I stayed away from it, but I would lean yep. Jacksonville. I think I'd lean that way. 
I, I, th- I think when you look at that game last week with Philly, a, a lot had to go right for the Eagles to be able to get back in that game. I believe they were down 14 nothing, and the Eagles went for it on fourth and goal, and Hurts ran it in. You know, like some, some big plays had to happen on some key downs for them just to have a chance to get back in that game, and it went right for Philly. But I, I still think Jacksonville kind of showed a lot of moxie to be up in that game on the road after a blowout win the week before. So I, I think this is just – I think it's a fair price here. I'm surprised that it's this light. I think this game should be closer to nine and a half, ten. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that all day, you know. All right. So are we double-dipping with me or do you want to go straight to you, Alex? Either way is fine. Whatever, whatever you want. You're, you're running the shoe over here. Okay, because this, this next game we might be talking about for a little bit, okay, because it includes the Dallas Ooh. Cowboys. I'm very – I'm always curious what your take on the Cowboys. Now, here, this has to have a, a preface that, you know – you were so long on them last week. Has that changed your position on them big picture-wise? I think I'm excited to hear your thoughts here. Uh, defensively, yes. But then again, they played the Washington Commandos. Uh, so I, I don't take a lot out of that game, honestly. I take a, a lot out of you know Cooper Rush's ability to throw the ball down the field and not turn the ball over, although he threw two picks that were called back by flags. So eventually – you know, that yellow is not going to be on the field when he throws a pick. And I think it's going to come this week. I think this is a huge uh, step up in class for the Cowboys going up against a good Rams defense uh, coming off a loss. I know it is a short week for the Rams, but the Niners always have their number. And I feel like, yeah, it's a short week, but I feel like it's the kind of loss where the Rams are like, we got to get back to work as opposed to, oh, we're going to be flat coming out against the Cowboys. It's the freaking Cowboys. You're going to get up for the game. So I don't take a lot into the short week. Um, a key injury is uh, the Rams' center. If they get him back, I think that'll be a big uh, boost to them, especially with Dallas's defensive line being pretty solid and the ability to uh, get pressure. But uh, I like the Rams in a bounce-back spot here. Um, if you talk about teams having teams' numbers, the Rams have tended to have Dallas's number over the past five years or so. And um, if the Cowboys choose to try to blitz Matthew Stafford, I think they're going to pay for it because Stafford historically does very well against the Blitz. He doesn't do well when you drop drop back, play zone. Um, he doesn't like to kind of dink and dunk down the field. He likes to take his shots. So if Dallas decides to come out in this game and try to put the pressure on rush five or six, I think they're going to be in trouble. And I'm even more concerned about Dallas's ability to score on the Rams defense. I feel like Dallas has gotten by with, you know, going up against the Giants um, you know, the, the commanders and then the Bengals, um, I really don't have a good read on them yet, but they're definitely, you know, not what they were last year. And I think their defense was a little bit overrated last year too. So, um, I think this is a huge step in the class for the Cowboys. I think this game should be closer to six, like where it opened. Uh, but I'm going to get them at four and a half here, which I think is a very fair price. And then you also have for the Cowboys, the Eagles on deck the next week, which is a huge divisional game. Um, eventually there's got to be some regression with Cooper rush. I thought it was going to be last week on the short week, but maybe I was just a week too early. So I'm going to keep fading the Cowboys until they don't cover because <laughs> it's been about a month. <laughs> so, uh, and, uh, Stafford, yeah, he looks kind of funky out there. Uh, I don't think he's hundred percent, but I feel like he'll do just enough offensively. And I think the Cowboys will make some mistakes on offense, maybe turn the ball over, throw a few picks. And then people will will be clamoring for the return of Dak Prescott. See, that's why we want Dak back. That's the real Cooper yeah. Rush. That's why he's a backup. It's going to happen at some point. So, yeah, uh, I also love I also love it for what the Ravens because it's um, 
What's that? What's that, Cammy? What are you getting it at? Four and a half? Four and a half. Yep. Okay. Sorry, I'll I also like it because you're talking it's defending world champs off a bad loss to a division opponent. They're going to come out firing. And, um, you know, normally when defending champs, who most of their talents together, they're not going to let it sort of all go away on them. They're coming back home. Um, I agree with you. It's step up in class. I didn't bet it just because I haven't been there for the weddings. I don't want to be there for the funeral on Dallas. But uh, <laughs> I, I agree with you for the Rams. I think the key in this game is uh, one one metric, and I don't make a bet based on these solely, but I look at the rush defense DVOA of the Rams, and it's ranked third in the league. If you can get Cooper Rush into third and longs, and he hasn't had to be in a lot of third and long situations. He's had a lot of manageable third downs. They've run the ball a lot on second and you know second and short. They've, they've ran it on like second and seven, second and eight. They've gotten three, four, five, six yards. I feel like the Rams are going to really force them into a lot of third and longs. I think that's going to put a lot of pressure on Cooper Rush to try to make some plays on third down. I don't think it's going to work out well. So um, I think the offensive line maybe gets exposed here a little bit for the Cowboys too. So um, nice bounce back, nice comfortable win by the Rams. I think they win this game by double digits. Uh, I mean, this was an easy stay away game for me. Um, I think with the Rams, I think, they are showing you their true colors when they're playing these elite defenses. Tampa Bay, San Francisco. I mean, the Rams' offensive line is being exposed. I mean, it's too much pressure on Matt Stafford. Um, no run game to be able to open up that passing game. And then when you do have the passing game, who do you have outside of Cooper Cup that's a legitimate target? Because Allen Robinson sure as hell hasn't been <laughs> these first four weeks. So, I mean, when you're bracketing Cooper Cup, someone else has to step up, and the Rams have yet to show the season who that's going to be. So, I mean, is Dallas's defense an elite defense? I think they are. I think they can give the Rams continued trouble that they've been showing this season. Um, but then on the other hand, as you were mentioning, like this is also a step up in defense for Cooper Rush playing too. So right. the fact that like you don't know what, performance you're going to get out of Rush uh, against the Rams defense. I mean, him alone can cost you the game and cost the Cowboys covering that four and a half points. Right. So that's that. That's kind of why I stayed away from this one. I think exactly what you said is reflected in this total. I mean, it was bought down from 46 all the way down to 43. You know, so when, when, when do you think you'd see a game between the, the Cowboys and the Rams sitting at 43? <laughs> Right. So this is going to be, you know, a 17-20 type game, 17-16, something like that, 21-17. This this is going to be a game, a fun game for the likes of, like, Aaron Donald. Yeah. Um, He's going to be eating all day. And um, what's his name on the Cowboys? I'm drawing a blank right now. Parsons Uh, and Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Michael Parsons, I feel like, is going to be eating all day, like, this is going to be a very sack-happy game, in my opinion. I think you spoke about how like these two defenses are stepping step up in class for both offenses. This game might come down to special teams. You know, it might be it might come down to that team that makes that big play in special teams. You know, who uh, shifts the balance with field position? Who gets that one or two turnovers? I think these teams are very evenly matched in terms of talent and you know, um, you know, which sides of the ball kind of carry them. So 
I feel like uh, it's going to just come down to one or two plays. I think it's a really, really – it's going to be a tight game for sure. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe the Rams don't win comfortably, but maybe special teams is the, the deciding factor here. All right. So, uh, all right, Alex, you got to catch up with us. We, uh, Campbell has three. Um, I have uh, four picks. So, we're going to go back to you, Alex. Why don't you double dip for us? Double dip. Okay, one, and this is a team that we've been killing throughout the uh, pod here, so I'm going to fade them. Um, I understand in terms of a lot of um, ancillary things such as like, oh, desperation, they're at home, off a bad loss, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. They stink. I think Ron Rivera is getting fired at the end of the year. I'm taking Tennessee. I'm laying less than a field goal with it. Um, I think Tennessee's starting to feel like they're writing the ship a little bit. That, that was a very Tennessee Titan victory they had last week. And, you know, we've seen Vrabel teams from like week two to week nine just stack these wins. Like the, he's very good at this point of the season, like early first half through the break. You know, his team can just get rolling. It's because they're kind of healthy, obviously doesn't have the wear and tear. Um, Washington's a very bad team. I think you're seeing it here. I didn't love the board this week, so I'm trying to just sort of pick my spots with teams I really don't like. And in the end, I don't see Washington, like, with the ball late in their hands and a chance to win the game and they come through. I think Tennessee's going to beat them. Um, and, again, you're, you're not laying a field goal here. Taking Tennessee, laying two and a half under a field goal. Very exciting. What are your <laughs> thoughts, man? Chetty, I think um, you're going to hate this pick. Do you hate this pick, Chet? I'm just surprised gonna, it's at two and a half. Go ahead, Kim. I'm going to prevent you from uh, – double dipping here because I'm going to jump in on that this because oh, I have oh, Tennessee Titans as my best bet of the week. Oh. Um, now I know Now I know it was a bad play. Go Washington. <laughs> <laughs> go Commandos. Again, I think Tennessee is starting to show that they are more along the lines of the better team that they were last year than the rough start that they showed this year. Uh, I think they're going to write that ship. I think Vrabel is the better coach uh, in this game. And the line just didn't sit right with me. This this line I felt like should have been uh, at least four, maybe five points. And the fact that it's under a field goal, I mean, this was pretty much the only line that I felt extreme confidence in looking at this week. And that's why I had to make them my best bet. Man. Yeah, this game scares me. I, I don't I don't know what – because I, I told you I'm never betting on the commandos again for the rest of the season. But then I look at that two and a half, and it's just kind of trying to draw me in. It's like, just take the Titans minus two and a half. It's so easy. Uh, man, I don't know. I just don't have a feel for this game. I, I, I can't go either way. I really don't. I just don't know why it's a two and a half across the board. Like, I, wasn't it at three? I think it opened at three. And then it went down to two here it and a half. Says it opened, here it said it opened as a pick. It was a, Yeah, that was before uh, last week's games. I mean, like, oh, right okay. after last week's games, I think it when it, like, when Washington lost to Dallas and Tennessee beat Indy, I think it opened at three, and then it went down to two and a half. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a part okay, of me is like, actually, well, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, actually, on, on here, it looks like the Rams are pretty much a unified five and a half point favorite, not four and a half. Yeah, can give you four and a half, half if you want. Oh, there's uh, one. Look at that. Look at that exploiter here. Look at, we look do, at the exposed. We can do, we can do five. That's fine. I, I, be, <laughs> no, I bet that's it fine. Four Take what you want. I'm busting balls. But, uh, yeah, 
We could do five. It looks like five and a half is kind of where it's at. We could do five. We could do five. <laughs> okay, five. It's, not even, it's a dead number. Who cares? You know, I don't. I don't know what South Point is, but you it's know, apparently five. You're putting a lot of stock in it. So. When's the last time you saw a team won fifteen to ten? All right, I'll take the five. <laughs> yeah, I'll give the five. Fine. Whatever. Good. DK Caesars bet online. It's fine. Do Commando's money line. Commando's money line. <laughs> oh, they're due. They are due. They are due. Okay. One thing I do like about the commandos this week and i'm not betting them because they suck they have the sixth ranked rusty voa defense when it comes to stopping the run so if the titans are going to win this game they're going to have to get the play action pass going early and this might be a game that's in ryan Tannehill's hands so all right he's gonna they're gonna lay those two and a half with the tennessee titans jump on your fourth one alex so my my fourth one and I'm just doing this here because I want to get my best bet out of the way before someone hijacks it. <laughs> you guys might hate this pick, okay? This is pure. I know the player. I know the spot. Oh, I know the team I'm going against. God. I have hers. no problem. Nope. Nope. Oh. Nope. I have no issue at all with Tom Brady oh, having, the, having the worst week of his life. Against a shitty Falcon team with no Kyle Pitts, absolutely lighting them up like the Fourth of July. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm guessing I'm going to have to delay the full nine here since I just gave Chetty Green about the five. Eight yeah, no, eight and a half. There we go. Because I so am for taking, my best bet. So I'll take Tampa Bay here at home. I just love the spot for Brady. I like the spot for the Bucks. I the Falcons, you know. Pitts is their best player. The Bucks defense is very good. I could see Bowles giving Mariota fits over there. So I love this one. This is my best bet of the week. Oh. Playing eight and a half with the Bucks. God. Yeah, best bet over here as well. Oh, Tampa I'm so happy I hijacked. I'm so happy I sniped it then. Yep. No, thank you. I really thought you were going with Green Bay. Yeah, this no, is no. pretty shitty. Uh, <laughs> great, great. Awesome. Yeah, that we'll take the eight. We'll take the eight and a half. Okay. Yeah, we will definitely do eight and a half with this game. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, uh, bounce back spot for Tampa. When's the last time Brady lost three straight home games? Can anybody? Uh, after three, it would be three straight home games and a wife. That's a tough week. Yeah, and a wife. Yeah, that's <laughs> who knows what's going on behind the scenes there. Uh, and Atlanta just lost uh, Cordarrelle Patterson. You know, he's on IR. He, that is a huge loss. He yeah. is such a big part of what they do offensively. I know they yeah. still have Drake London and. Kyle Pitts just popped up on the injury report today with the hamstring, so he was he limited in practice. He didn't practice. Yeah, I don't think he's going to practice either. I thought he was limited, but you might you might be right. Uh, but anyway, they're kind of banged up on offense. Um, you know, in terms of Atlanta and the competition they've played, they got to play a banged up Cleveland defense last week, and then they played Seattle the week before that. And the one week they did go up against a good defense in the Rams, they were down twenty-eight to three. So it took a bunch of uh, blunders on special teams and Stafford fumbling for them to get back in that game just to get the cover. Uh, I think it's going to be a similar game here. I think Brady's going to throw, you know, for six touchdowns in this game. Uh, I think he's going to he's going to play really pissed off. They're going to get oh, yeah. you know their weapons back. Godwin's back. Evans is going to be back. Uh, they just ran into a buzzsaw of the Chiefs, man. The Chiefs are coming off a loss too. They had to win that game. So. Um, Tampa is gonna just absolutely destroy Atlanta this week. I might I take I might take ten grand out of my account <laughs> and just <laughs> and just lay the eight and a half. I'm gonna lay it. 
I love it. I wonder I if Camby's gonna. Not. I wonder if Camby's gonna ride with us because he's a big Brady guy. What he do has you think? A, I, he has Atlanta as his best bet. No, uh, no, Tennessee is my best bet. Oh, um, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he said that already. Yep. I okay. am with you guys on that. I can. I couldn't pull the trigger on the eight and a half, but I did think this was a perfect team to tease down. Uh, so they are going to be part of my six point teaser down to two and a half when we get to that. Okay. Yeah, he, they will be for me too. Don't be scared to lay, Campbell. Don't be a, don't be afraid to lay. I I I heard a really interesting stat before last week's games. I think I, I might have discussed it with you, Alex. There were uh, forty, was it forty-seven games played uh, up until last week, and forty-one out of those forty-seven games, the point spread did not come into effect with the outcome of the game. So either the dog won outright, or the favorite won and covered the spread. I like so it. That, that comes out to eighty-seven percent. So if you like a side and you know they're laying you know a hefty price, don't be afraid to lay it if you really feel confident with it. So there you I, go. I think my favorite stat I heard this week was the fact that the Ravens have only been trailing 14 seconds on the entire season. They're two and two. <laughs> <laughs> that is demoralizing. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. They're in a, they're in a tough, uh, tough spot this week going up against the Bengals. I'm surprised nobody picked the uh, Sunday night games. We tend not to pick a lot of primetime games with our picks. You ever, you guys notice that? Uh, I've gone on Monday. I've gone Monday night every week so far this this year. Well, I always try to find those games where like let down of effort or teams looking past or like let downs happen or like this team needs it more than the other team. You're not going to find those spots on national TV games a lot, so that would probably explain why I don't do it a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we still have one more bet from both of you guys. So why don't we kind of kick it back to Campbell and then we'll go back to Alex for the last bet. All right, so I am going to go um, with the San Francisco 49ers laying six and a half. Uh, I just – that defense is elite. Carolina's offense is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Um, (laughs) Ever seen? Oh, my God. This way it's worse than COVID. I think think San Francisco's defense alone is going to cover this point spread. Um, Baker Mayfield's going to have a tough time dealing with the pass rush. He's going to turn the ball over a bunch. Um, they're going to continue to cry for Sam Darnold to come back uh, off the IR. <laughs> and th- things are just in trouble. I mean, Matt Rule might not live past this week. <laughs> might not live? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he might call his family. He might be getting canned after this week. Uh, so I think San Francisco is going to be able to cover this one easily. And I, I'm getting under a touchdown. So minus six and a half in San Francisco there. Well, we have the weekly Matt Rule, you know, uh, prop bet reminder that he's going to be the first coach to get fired. Uh, <laughs> and it seems like that 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 uh, those odds are going up every single week. So the, his seat is getting... If it wasn't hot before, it's it's flaming hot now. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think the latest I saw was he's at like minus four hundred now. That that's light. The, the, I would take that every day. I'm gonna go to my Wells Fargo uh, bank tomorrow. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pull out twenty five dimes. I'm gonna lay it on Matt Rule to be fired before week twelve. It's gonna happen, folks. <laughs> I just did. Uh, 
Yeah, I can't back. I if you talk about unbettable teams like the Commandos, I think Carolina kind of falls into that spot. They do have a good defense, and you know San Fran is coming off a short week. Not, I'm not. I'm just playing devil's advocate, looking at the Carolina side, but uh, it's scary to think of Baker Mayfield going up against that front. Um, he might not live past this game. <laughs> he a lot might, of people are dying yeah. in Carolina this week. Jeez. Yeah, I, I don't know what the local hospital is there in Carolina, but they might <laughs> need to just get an ambulance ready, uh, get the gurney, get the neck brace. Uh, he's going to need some help. Uh, man, did you hear him this week in this press conference kind of throwing the fans underneath the bus? He's like, I don't care what the fans – I don't care if they boo us. Did we score on that next drive? Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, congrats. So you put up 16 points against Arizona. You're, you're back, Baker. You are good. <laughs> Uh, what a what a loser! Uh, you, you can't think his teammates like him behind the scenes, but I don't know. Just the just the vibe I get. No, he's bad. Roster's bad. Their coach bad. Um, there's you know nothing good coming that, out of yeah. that organization right now. And the Panthers are going to have to buy him out for twenty four million dollars. I think. Oh, wasn't that wasn't that like seven for fifty six? Like the biggest contract the NFL yeah. coach ever got. So. God. I'd rather yeah, have not... I'd rather have Dak Prescott over that guy. <laughs> yeah, so oh, you know, from Temple from Temple to the Panthers. Who would have thought that didn't work out? Right. All right. So we are back to Alex for the final. My final one, not not my uh, not my best bet. Um, this is a scary one. I'm telling you right now, this is scary, folks. But it's a one unit play. I'm going Arizona this week against Philadelphia. I'm going to wow. take my five and a half. Or five, whatever you guys want to give me. Uh, one of those two. Um, five. I think that, uh, you know, everyone's riding high on the Eagles. They're great. They're going undefeated, blah, blah, blah. Spots like that, I always like going against teams. This is also on the road in Arizona. Um, you know, Arizona did start playing really well the second half of that game last week. Um, and I think even if the Eagles – get out to a lead, I, I think the backdoor cover is very much in play of this game. You know, the, the Cards have been a pretty good fourth-quarter team this year. Um, I can see the Eagle defense kind of taking their foot off the gas if I need that. I'm not saying the Cards are going to win outright, but if the Eagles win, I think it'll be closer to, like, a field goal than it will be uh, anything else because, again, everyone's blowing up the Eagles. They're great, best team in the league, this, that, the other. Because they came back against Jacksonville, because they beat Detroit. I mean, you know, they're not exactly murderers. Well, they've been going through here, so I will um, yeah. take Arizona, take the five at home again. I like them at home too, um, and I think worst case scenario, you'll be a live play for a backdoor cover at the end. Uh, any any takers on over under for how many yawns we're gonna get from Campbell over the next twenty five minutes? <laughs> you guys, you guys got a mute button here. What's going on? So it's eleven twenty nine. Do you know how to? Do you know how to just take your mouth away from from the microphone while you yawn on air in front of thousands of people? <laughs> that 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 pick was so bad it was putting me to sleep. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I mean, he was on the boat last week, but the boat has sailed away. Like Arizona was the play last week. Arizona's not the Ate play him. this week. Um, I mean, they're they're minus fifty seven point differential in the first half. This game is going to be done by halftime. Eagles are going to pull away. Arizona's not going to be able to come back in the second half. Eagles are too good. Um, I mean, 
even last week down fourteen nothing, it still felt like the Eagles were kind of in control of that game. Uh, it like it wasn't even a worry to me. Um, I just think <laughs> the Cardinals are going to be outclassed this game. So sorry, Alex, but so fair enough and sure. Um, but again, Detroit, Washington, Jacksonville. Minnesota. Minnesota. And the Minnesota one was a good one. That's Her cousin's the best prime one. time. But again, but Minnesota yeah. also, they've been a leaky boat too. I just, I'm not saying it's a huge step up in class, but it's a step up in class in what they've been doing. And it's on the road to the West Coast in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And you're getting plus five here. There's a lot of reasons to like the cards this week. And again, you don't have to win the game. But um, in terms of, you know, Philly just going out there and imposing their will and killing everybody, you know, it's a Philly team, but everyone is so high on them. Like, you know, this is the same spot you could have gotten the Bills at a couple weeks back. Like, when everyone starts anointing a team, that's normally when they slip off. The Eagles are a prime contender for that this week. Um, I'm just kind of – I'm trying to I'm trying to nip them while they're at their height because uh, – and, again, I think they play the Cowboys next week, which they might be looking ahead a little bit too. So, there's a lot of reasons to like – Arizona on the margins of this game. This is why I'm doing it. Yeah, I, I don't have a, a feel for this game. I'm not going to bet it, but I think it's safe to say, and I think you guys would agree with me, the Eagles' defense haven't played a quarterback like Kyler Murray this year. You know, if you look at the type of quarterback they played, you know, a lot of traditional pocket passers, Goff, Wentz, um, you know, Cousins, and then Lawrence, you know, um, Guys, guys who don't need these guys who don't need a step stool to see over the offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're going to see some plays from Murray that maybe the Eagles' defense hasn't had to prep for this year. So maybe Arizona is a little scrappy in this game, but I don't know if they're good enough to cover the number. Uh, you're talking about the same team that was down twenty to nothing against Vegas. <laughs> you know, uh, so I, I don't, I don't know. The Cardinals are too kind of hot and cold. They have like. Seven and ten, eight and nine, written all over them. Where they win one week and then they lose the next week, and I don't know. They haven't been great uh, ATS this year, so I just don't know what I'm going to be getting from them week to week. But uh, I, and to your point, Alex, Philly seems like they're peaking too early. We we see this almost every year. You see those teams yeah. that peak too early in the season, and then you come to you know Halloween, Thanksgiving, and you're wondering. What the heck happened to this team? How did they lose two out of the last three games or three out of four, whatever? The funny so, thing is, usually Arizona Cardinals is that team. That's true. That's true. That's very true. They usually start off hot, and uh, they started off kind of hot, uh, hot and cold, but maybe they're a team that heats up later in the year when they get DeAndre Hopkins back. He's going to be back in a few weeks. I think he was suspended for six games, right? Um, so Rondell Moore came back, back last week. He had a couple big catches. Uh, Hollywood Brown had some really good catches last week. So maybe if they do get a little bit healthier, they could be a sneaky team here. Um, you know, obviously they're in a really tough division. I wouldn't say really tough. I mean, the Rams seem to have taken a back seat. Uh, you know, we know what, uh, you know, Seattle is at this point. And the Niners are, what are they, two and two? So uh, the whole division's this, two and two. Yeah. So, I mean, it's up for grabs still. So I'm not going to count out Arizona just yet, but man, their defense is it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. If you're looking at DVOA, and I go by that a lot, you know, they're 28th and past uh, DVOA and they are pretty solid against the run in 11th, so if you're concerned about Philly, who seems to be primarily, I know Hurts is kind of, you know, 
put his arm, uh, you know, put 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 the team on his arm for a few games, but they seem to be still primarily, you know, a run pass option team, a lot of RPO throws. So maybe Arizona is a little bit of a tough matchup for him, but still it's a game I'm not going to be touching. Does anything stand out to you guys that we haven't spoken of? Like any of the primetime games, Vegas, Kansas City is kind of intriguing. Um, you know, Cincinnati, Baltimore is obviously going to be a good game. We didn't talk about the Jets. We know we, we have to talk about the Jets, right? Uh, I mean, I, I think we got, I think we got our win last week. I think uh, Miami's. I, I know two is out, but I think Miami has a little too much weaponry to be able to take this win against. The you Jets. think so? I do. I love backing a team that comes off of a confidence-boosting road win, and I would argue that you know winning at Pittsburgh that's a big win for the Jets. Oh, it was right? a huge win because a lot of their upset wins last week were at home, right? They they beat Cincinnati. As a double-digit favorite, and Tennessee. Tennessee, yep. Right? So, for them to get a big road win like that and then come back home and maybe try to carry that over, Miami does have extended rest, right? They played on Thursday against Cincinnati. And Teddy covers, historically, very good against the spread. But um, it's do you think it's going to be kind of a circle of the wagons game for the Dolphins where they kind of rally around Teddy and then maybe they're not as good the next week? Or do you think it's kind of a confidence-boosting win for the Jets carrying over? I think I see I just think it's going I think the Jets got a nice win. They got a little trickery on running the Philly special. But I think Zach Wilson is kinda still getting the rust off and I think going against a tough Miami defense, I could see like Xavier Howard taking one to the house off him. Did he exceed your expectations last week, Zach Wilson, because I, I know everybody was a lot of people in the circus survivor were on Pittsburgh last week because they were fading Zach Wilson first game back. You know, all the uh, the hoopla with this off the field stuff, you know, you know, banging older women, whatever it is. I don't know what the hell's going on there, but oh, it, Giselle, Giselle, the Giselle tweet, all that. Right? <laughs> so did he exceed? I mean, that drive at the end of the game was pretty big for him to go downfield and score with you know less than ten seconds left. That's something that he might not have done last year, and he he did uh, it against a Pittsburgh team that's not very good, but he still did it on the road. I agree, but do I think that Teddy Bridgewater is going to give the Jets those same opportunities the way Kenny Pickett did with the three interceptions? That I don't think is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, he did only have a, you know, he only completed 50% of his passes last week and a QB rating of 59, but he still threw for over 250 yards, you know, threw a touchdown pass. So I don't know. He tends to play better at home though, right? Zach Wilson tends to have better performances at home. Yeah. And you're I getting mean, three. There's still, there's still such you a like small a- sample size of Zach Wilson, though. Um, Would you like a very fun in-game matchup to watch in this game? Sure. Sauce? Sauce against Against Hill and Waddle. He probably won't travel, but there's two of them, right? Yeah. I'm very excited to look at the the analytics post-game and see what guys did when they were against him, because he's been great. I mean, he's as advertised so far. But, you know, there's being a great corner, and then there's being a corner that stops Tyree Kill good, you know? 
Right. So this will be, that'll be a fun fun one to watch in game. Other than uh, Sauce, uh, who do you guys have? DJ Reed, is it? Is the other I, starting quarter? I love DJ Reed too. He's been he's been great. Also, it's the safeties that kind of worry me. So matchup wise, I mean, you might be able to leave you know those guys out on an island at times, you know, against Miami's receiving core because obviously that has to be considered the strength of their team, and and you got to think they're going to be a little bit more challenged in that area with Teddy Bridgewater. I know he kind of pushed the ball down the field a few times last week. But uh, now that, you know, the Jets are going to have a week to kind of prepare for that, maybe it is a little bit of a tough matchup for Miami. I think I think this game should be closer to a pick. I'll be honest. I, I think Miami's laying too many points here. I like it. Yeah. If, but no, if I no, were to no lean pick. one way, no if I were to lean one way, just by a hair, I might go Dolphins just because – I kind of trust Teddy not to make the big mistake over Wilson. Like, I, like a, Teddy for a one-week backup, this is like he's, he's normally very good in these spots. It's when you get seven or eight weeks into it that he starts imploding. But um, I, I, I think it's a live play. I think Jets is nothing wrong with that. It is. There are a bunch of three-and-a-halves three popping up. So if you do like the Jets, I'm not sure which way this line's going to move come – Sunday, you got to think you're going to get a little bit more public money on the Dolphins, but maybe you do see a little bit of a public support for the underdog Jets with them just beating Pittsburgh. So I think this is just kind of kind of bounce back and forth between three and three and a half. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's staying put. Yeah, I think I think at three Dolphins, you got to go Dolphins on this three and a half. You might you might then start to look uh, flipping over the Jets. This game is probably going to land on three with the final score, right? It's just which way is it going to go? Yeah. Maybe tease tease the Jets. What do you think of the other New York team this week, Jet? Uh, I typically just like to ignore London games because I have no idea how they're going to go. But um, uh, something doesn't seem right with Green Bay. I know it was just that one game against New England, but when you're nearly a double-digit favorite and you have to go to overtime against a third-string quarterback – there's got to be some concerns there. Aaron Rodgers doesn't look right. He doesn't look on sync with his wide receivers. Uh, I know New England is a pretty good defense, but um, that game shouldn't have been as close as it was. And uh, Giants, you know, they're three and one, but are they, you know, a scary three and one team now? So no. I, I mean, don't. Davis Webb. That's that's all you got to say. Is well, I think Daniel. I think it's going to be Daniel playing. Jones. Yeah, yeah I think. Jones. Oh, really? They're going to yeah. be. He practiced in full today. His ankle's good to go. And you know what's funny? The line didn't move. No. You know, th- th- yeah, it didn't move. So the, I think Vegas. I think the books already knew that he was going to be playing because yeah. if if they didn't, this would get probably down to seven. I don't. I don't think Daniel Jones would definitely not move this line through seven. Maybe it gets to seven and a half. You know, but it's still at eight right now. No, I mean, there's no reason gambling wise to believe in the Giants, but. uh you know, I think I think eight's a lot. I think I think you can hang. You know, I think of the three teams, the Cowboys have kind of just blasted through the last three weeks. You know, the Giants are the ones who had a touchdown lead on them late third quarter. You know, I think the Giants are pretty good about game planning. They have good coaches. I think they'll handle the road trip okay. But I'll you tell know, you. in the end, the Giants blitz like crazy, and Aaron Rodgers might feast on that. That's kind of where I think it might get decided, but we'll see. The one thing I loved about the Giants coaching last week is 
they didn't try to do something stupid when uh, Daniel Jones got hurt and Tyrod Taylor then got concussed. They played to their strengths. They went out wildcat. They didn't put the ball in danger. Oh, they're a well-coached team. They really are. And I'll tell you, it was nice last week because it was one of the first times I'm watching a giant game. And I thought, you know what? We might have better talent than the team we're against right now. And I haven't (laughs) felt that way about the Giants in a long, long time. But, you know, as that game was going, I was like, you know what? If if no one turns it over, I think we're just going to win. And it's been a long time since I felt bad about the Giants. I think they're on the up and up. uh, Eight points is a lot. You know, I I really was tempted to do it, but I'm not going to do it. I don't have the gusts yet. But, you know, I can see the Packers winning by seven, or, you know, it's not impossible. If the uh, Giants are going to win this game, I would definitely lean on Barkley. Uh, if you look at – I do look at DVOA a lot. I think it's a pretty accurate statistic and uh, measure. But, uh, you know, Green Bay 28th in rush defense DVOA. And that was kind of seen last week against the Patriots. The Patriots were just getting chunks and chunks of yards on the ground game. And uh, Patriots are top 10 in rush offense DVOA. And the Giants, if you give me a second here, I could look and see what they are. They're seventh in rush offense DVOA. So another tough matchup maybe for the uh, Packers in terms of their run defense. There's something wrong with their defense. I'm telling you, if you can't stop the run, that's just a sign of a bad defense. And um, I I think the Giants are going to be in this game just solely based on their ability to run the ball. The one thing that I do like favoring the Packers in this game is the veteran coach – you know, I know they haven't been to London with Matt LaFleur, uh, LaFleur, but you know, having a veteran coach and a veteran quarterback that has this type of travel as opposed to a younger team like the Giants with a rookie head coach that isn't used to that process, maybe that's a little bit of an advantage there. But um, that's why it kind of cancels out, so it's just an easy easy pass. But isn't maybe the pack, nice? maybe the Packers are a good tease. I don't know. Isn't it nice that we're just in week five and we're not just – automatically laying 14 points against the Giants anymore. At least now you have to think about it. You know, it's a huge upgrade. Yeah, you do that with Pittsburgh now. So times have changed. Yeah, and the Bears. The Bears are really bad. And speaking of points, we're going to buy some points now and go to our teaser segment. Did you give your fifth? Chetty, I don't think you gave your fifth, did you? Yeah, I did. did. Tampa. Oh, okay. Best bet. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you stole my thunder. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) For that, that, you should give me uh, three with the Browns. You know, I mean, I mean, you only want one with the Cowboys. So. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of points, we're going to go to the teaser segment, and I, I would insert, I would insert like a um, like a female doing like a <laughs> like she's getting teased, but I could I couldn't oh find it, so I'm, so I'm just going to do it myself. I just did. So we're yeah, in the go, teaser yeah, segment. Yeah, yeah, go Google something like that. You'll have 17 viruses on your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Too, too late for that. <laughs> uh, the black chair. Okay, so here we go. We're going to go to the teaser <laughs> segment. Uh, week five, I'm going to tease the Tampa Bay Bucks down to minus two and a half. And then I'm going to tease them with Jacksonville down to minus one. And that's an actual bet I already have. I have two dimes in this shit, so a better hit. All right, Woo! who's doing the teaser next? All right. I mentioned with you, uh, I'm with you on the Tampa Bay. I thought it was a perfect team to tease this week. And I'm going to tease them with the 49ers down from six and a half down to just a half a point. Okay. San Fran minus half a point. And then uh, 
with Tampa as well. All right, Alex, teaser. (laughs) My teaser will be Tampa Bay. That's half of it. I think I'm about to get a little frisky, boys. And my other (laughs) – Please don't tease through zero. Please don't tease through zero. I'm not. My other half of it, because we just talked about it, I will take the New York football Giants plus 14. (laughs) Let's do it. Oh, my God. Let's ride. teasing through 10. Watch out, guys. (laughs) Watch out. He's getting through that key number of 10. You know, suck my wong, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Plus 14, New York Giants. It just it hurts me to actually type that. <laughs> I'm hurt right now. And uh, every time we have one team in all three of our teasers, it usually hits. So I'm going to make that $30,000. I'm going to go to Wells Fargo tomorrow and lay eight and a half with the Tampa Bay Bucks <laughs> against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh <laughs> Third week in a row that we've each had the same uh, one of the same teams in all three of our teasers. That's right. It was Bengals last week. It was who? Cardinals. Cardinals, and then the Bucks. All right. So that's pretty much a lock, folks. So uh, if you're listening in Germany, Sweden, uh, you know Zambodia, wherever the hell you are, bet Tampa Bay, lay the points, and put them in a teaser with uh, whoever you like. Yeah, we don't miss that. Usually don't. Survivor. Okay. Who will survive? Who's going to go first? Survivor pick. Oh, I think I know what it's going to be. Tampa? <laughs> yeah, this is going to be Tampa. Yeah, so. <laughs> He's getting rid of the Bucks. okay? We got Tampa for Alex. Campbell? I'm going with your guys' pick from last week. I'm taking, I'm taking the Packers over the Giants. Okay, it's a good pick. Certainly reasonable. Yeah, I'm going to try to – Certainly reasonable. I'm gonna to try to save Tampa, you know, for later in our in our season. So I'm gonna go Jacksonville, Survivor, which kind of matches like up it. with my uh, my circa Survivor pick this week. I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's risky, but I want to save Buffalo for later in the season. There we like have it. it. Yeah. Any uh, any games strike your fancy for Week Six? I know we have a lot of uh, key divisional yeah. matchups. Uh, Dallas, have, Philly. Um, yeah, bye weeks. Bye weeks are coming, folks. Bye weeks are coming. Detroit, Houston, Vegas, and Tennessee. Oh my All god! You, I mean, could you put a worse Thursday night game? And Washington the is against the favored. <laughs> the only team on the road. That's the only team that they're probably going to be favored in. The only game they're probably going to be favored in this week. That this makes year. that. That makes me think that Vegas agrees with me about what one of the worst rosters in the league is. So I feel a little bit better about my Minnesota pick now. Carson Wentz is a road favorite. What is going on in this world? Kind of interesting to see Jackson. I mean, Jacksonville just put a beat down on the Colts. And dogs. A two and a half dog. Great yeah. Sunday night game next week. Oh, is that uh, going to come back for that? Uh, yeah, most most likely, most likely. So, ne- so next week has next week has a banger four twenty five and a banger Sunday night game. I don't like, I don't like the fact I Bengals Bengals shouldn't be a pick them against the Saints in my opinion. Um, so I, I think that's a wonky line. Uh, loving the Jets at nine and, plus nine and a half against the Packers coming home from uh Europe. 
<laughs> Whichever team comes home from London, just fade them every week. Just fade them. Just fade them. <laughs> Jets plus nine and a half, baby. Bills Chiefs is going to be a great game again. Yep. Yeah. And then that I feel like that deserves the uh, Monday night slot. Buffalo and Kansas City. They should flip those. I wish they could flex this early in the season. Yeah. You know, Denver and LA. Who the hell cares about that game? Why is Denver in every primetime game? Russell Wilson, game? man. They they like, projected them to be good. Is he a ratings good. draw? Yeah, like is he a yeah. ratings draw or anything? I mean, no. geez, he's the corniest guy in the world. He's a weird dude. Really yeah. weird dude. <laughs> like, what are we building yeah. the whole thing? I'll tell you and what. They're a last uh, place team. I think I Campbell that that Jacksonville indie line definitely does jump out to me. I, I'm surprised that it's at least not a pick. You know, with the perception right now, Jacksonville being you know a much improved team in Indy, just hanging on the rails uh, for Indy to be laying near laying uh, close to three. That's I mean I, I don't take look ahead lines into my bets for the for the current week, but that that line um, speaks volumes. I think that's that's way off. It, it it just seems so off to me. I mean, we just they just played two weeks ago, and Jaguars Blow beat twenty four to nothing. Yeah, like it wasn't even it was it wasn't even a close game at any point in that game. So and with how what? bad Matt Ryan looks, I mean, at home they they lose a big divisional game to the Titans. Yeah, like what has Indy done since that twenty four nothing loss to warrant? thinking they should be a favorite now. Nothing. With that being uh, said, with how shady this line looks, the twenty grand that I win on Tampa this week, I'm gonna lay it all on Indianapolis, two and a half. <laughs> that is it. They that is a trap game. They are begging you to take Jacksonville as a square dog. Give me the Colts minus two and a half in a revenge game. All day best bet. I'm locking it in right now, guys. I don't care what happens this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll see what happens. Uh, any final thoughts on uh, week five? Uh, um, yeah. no, not a great week. Not, yeah. my, not, not a great week of games. Watch the Mets. Get it's, the a, it's a week of kind of tough, tough spreads. A lot of big spreads. A lot of spreads right on the numbers. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be a tough week for betting, in my opinion. Um, but we got to ride the we got to ride the hot streak, ride the wave. We've been good the last two weeks, and I think that we can uh, just continue. Hopefully, week five will be more of the same for us. It's going to be a great week because we will thrive again. I'm telling you, game wise, quality wise, might not be as good as last week, but we will come on top again. I'm feeling a, again another uh, winning week for hopefully all three of us. So. Uh, we will see what happens, but uh, we'll be back next Wednesday to discuss these selections, and then uh, we'll look ahead to week six in the National Football League. Anything else to add before we call it call it a night? Let's go Mets this weekend. Okay, there you have it. <laughs> That's all that needs to be said. Uh, enjoy <laughs> week five of the National Football League, and we will see you next week.